We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a pleasant good evening to everyone out there in Irish Breakdown land. I am Vince. That is Brian. It is Sunday night. And what does that mean? It says it right there. Upon further review, we have, we have, is it dove? We have dived. I always get this wrong. We have, we have taken a dive into there the you film. Go. How about that? <laughs> I like that. I always get it wrong and I sound like an idiot either way. But we've taken a dive, deep dive into the film. And uh, we've got some things we're going to talk about. You could say we dove into the film, but once you, yes. Yeah, it's just weird. Anyway, that's why I was never an English teacher. I was never an English teacher. So uh, anyway, here's how the show's going to go, everybody. Just so you know, it's like when I'm in a meeting at school, we're going to give you the agenda. This is how this is going to go. Uh, We're going to, our key takeaways from the game and anything that, you know, on the rewatch, things that change, things that we had that were reinforced uh, yep. from our first watch, you know, things yeah. of that nature. So we're going to kind of go through that. And uh, we've and, got a couple of things really, we're going to show you. Yeah. Dive, that, that's the stuff I love. Vince, yeah. That nitty gritty oh, yeah. stuff that we can explain, but yes, yep. continue, please. Yep, I just got there, so excited. No, no, no. You're good, man. Because it was some stuff offensively that I don't think I realized while I was watching it that, and the, on the rewatch, I was like, okay, Jared yeah. Parker, let's go. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Talk about some play calling. Then Something new we're going to do and upon further review is we are going to revisit Brian's keys to the game. So he had three offensive keys to the game, three defensive keys to the game. There was an article written. There was a show done, all these different things. We're going to revisit those, and we're going to see how did Notre Dame do with those keys? Did they meet them? Did they not meet them? Did they, Did it matter? You know, that kind of a thing. So we're going to dive into those. And then if there's any super chats, we will answer those. We're not going to do a mailbag tonight. Not normally upon further review, we don't do a mailbag. We did yeah. one last week. It was, that was a little special. It was Tennessee State. Yeah. Um, but uh, normally we're not going to do a mailbag. But like I said, if you want to get something in there, you want to shoot us a super chat, we will, of course, answer it and thank you and all of that stuff. So, Brian, let's yeah. jump in to our key takeaways after get, getting back into the nitty gritty of the film. You want to go offense first or you want to go yeah, defense? Yeah, well, first? let's with defense, Vince, it's really just let's let's kind of knock that out cuz it's yep. not going to be a very long one. I, I yeah. broke down the film, gotten the all 22, 
pretty much what we saw live is, is what we felt. Part of the reason is, is with the long delay, I had a chance to, it's funny, I actually broke the film down <laughs> while sitting there that two hours. For, so the first four, uh, quarter plus, I had already that broken that down. That's impressive, yeah. Went, went through it. The big key for me was I was just impressed with how gap sound the defense was. There was about seven or eight times. Uh, and I was also very impressed with the speed of the defense. There were about seven or eight times that I'm watching. I'm thinking, uh-oh, uh, this looks like it's about to go because they had called a play into an alignment that Notre Dame that, – that should have worked pre-snap. But the Notre Dame defensive lineman did such a great job manning their gaps, not letting NC State get a push, and the linebackers and the safeties just flew downhill so quickly and just ate stuff up. Like there was one time where they were – they were running a zone and the running back cut back. And I was like, wow, that, that, that might go. And then within three yards, he got stoned by two linebackers and safety or yeah. it might've been two safeties and a linebacker. And I was like, well, they just were flying to the ball, yeah. just yeah. really flying to the ball. So there was even more of that to where, you know, maybe NC state actually had a pretty good play call there, <laughs> but the, the, just the speed with wit and the decisive, with which Notre Dame played the game and then the manner in which Al Golden had the safety so at least one safety so close to the line of scrimmage for so much of the game allowed them to basically say hey you know NC State if you're going to beat us you're going to have to beat us throwing the ball down the field but you can't do that because your your outside receivers can't beat our corners right. it, it was such a game plan of we know we're going to lock you down outside so the only hope you have is this and NC State actually I actually I was more impressed with the with the game that Robert and I called afterwards. I just felt Al Golden was just that good, and, yeah. the, and Notre Dame's players were just that much way better than what right. NC State. Well, NC State players. couldn't execute some of the stuff that that he was calling. Like for example, there was a couple of nice in cuts that you know got open. I mean, yeah. Thomas Harper was allowing some of the inside moves from the slot receivers, things of that nature. And I think. I think that was probably he was supposed to do that. Don't bring him into the inside of the defense. I, I would have liked him to cut it off a little bit more, but whatever. There was some pretty nicely thrown balls right down the middle that should have been caught and could have extended drives and things of that nature. They just weren't caught. Now, there was also times where how they prep that's the other thing too, is that to me, Vince was part of what I was referring to that they yeah. weren't caught because Brennan Armstrong couldn't step into the pocket. Well, yeah. And throw them. Yeah, I mean, there were some balls that were there that should have been caught. Yeah, and they were a couple of them. So I mean, just but some of it Notre Dame was giving. They were saying, "Hey, look, in this situation." But that's also why I don't like the spy because some of those balls were caught. This is the one thing I didn't like. I'm glad you brought that up. That's the one thing I didn't like is they did spy more than I thought they should have spied. Yes, and that's why some of that middle of the field stuff was open. And and this Mm -hmm. is why I don't like it. Third down, it's one thing because you're bringing pressure, but there were stuff to where you know that that's a tough deal for the slot defender to say i have to defend wide fades and corners and outs but i also have to defend the deep ends with one deep safety helping and, and the linebackers aren't getting up underneath that thing because they're spying or blitzing that's going to leave you in a tough spot did you by chance hear the little interview that they did with no i didn't watch the tv copy with Freeman. okay so mm-hmm. he came out of the of halftime and they asked something about you know are you how are you going to continue to contain armstrong and I thought one of the things that Freeman said, which was, I think he's being pretty honest. He's like, hey, we got to keep putting pressure on him. And I'm not talking about having a spy. We can't be spying. We've got to continue. Right. Did he say that? He, I love it. Yeah, that. he said that. I was like, 
Yes, thank you. Yeah. So it, it and that I'm and that I'm, and the, yeah. that's the end stuff wasn't as open lately. That's when they started making you know they yes. started making more plays on it. So I'm yes. glad that he said that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I my dad like had it earlier and was watching it while I was breaking stuff down, and I had to kind of like tune it out. <laughs> right, you know? I get it. I get it. Believe but, me. But uh, the other thing too, Vince, is you had a takeaway from the game. I know you wanted to talk about. So I mean, those were the things. Is is you know, to, to bring pressure, to do certain things, you you have to be willing to to say, hey, this part of the field is going to somewhat be open. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame, to a degree, was allowed to uh, willing to allow the middle of the field to open. And some of the misses were partly like there's one particular miss on the interception. So well, he should have caught that ball. I'm like that's not that was a a, a difficult catch because the way that Notre Dame was converging on him and it was a little sure. behind him because of the pressure. And you know, yeah, he should have caught it. Got his hands on it. If a Notre Dame guy did that, I'd say you got to catch that ball, man. But but that's the thing about the pressure that Notre Dame was bringing is it's hard to be pinpoint accurate when you're throwing the ball more than 15 yards down the field when there's a dude in your face. And this is why. Sure. Well, well, I'll save that next comment, but because yeah. that's going to get into the keys to the game. But yeah, yep, 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 yeah. That that was the one thing that I did not like about the game plan was they did more spying on film yeah. than I thought they did live because I was watching other parts. Sure. Of the defense. Yeah. And we said that, that up. you know, we said that going in is like that. That's not how I, I, I don't like the spy there. There's a certain time and a place for it. Sure. I just am not a big fan. I'd rather use him to either cover or to put pressure on, you know, one of the two, because it's almost like you're playing with 10 um, at, at times, because sometimes a spy could get caught in the wash and there's all kinds of different things that can happen. And I just, I'm not a big fan of the spy. I'm glad they kind of got away from it towards in the second half, uh, but you know it is what it is. They did a good job. They did a good job on Armstrong. We'll get into that in the keys to the game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I know there was one player. Did did you just talk about that, Vince? There was one player that I know you thought so, played well when we went because you didn't give him player of the game, right? No, I did game balls. I did. I gave uh, Howard Cross my game okay. ball, 
and uh, understandably you, so because when right. you rewatch it you're like yep howard was 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 the dude was that dude at nose <laughs> yep right absolutely and uh i i was really happy with the way maris played now look when we were watching it live it it seemed like he was flying around and doing all those things but when you when you go to the rewatch and i when i rewatch film i i kind of watch the same play seven eight times you know back and forth back and forth you know so it takes a while man he was just reading and reacting better than I've ever seen him do that. And I, I know you guys mentioned that, but I was watching more the front than I was the, the, the second let third and third level. And he was just so good. He was just so good. And it was reiterated. So that's one of those deals. Like when you walk, go back and watch a film, you get reiterated, reiterated something that you thought was true. Did you see that wheel stuff they were trying to do to him? Did you see what I was talking about? And it was all over it. Like I, it was it was just a really impressive game. I hope he can build on that and continue that. But this was a game like you want to just bottle this up and send it to the NFL scouts. I think that's what he would want to do uh, with this particular game. But I, I thought he was very sound. I thought he was he was really able to show off his athleticism. He had some nice tackles. He had a lot of great pressures on the quarterback. I would have loved for him to be able to get home on some of those. That's not necessarily his fault. Uh, he was chasing around a pretty quick kid, but. Uh, he he was really really good, and then the other player that that stood out to me in the rewatch was Nana. I thought I thought he actually there was a couple different times where I thought he made some really good decisions. There was Heady. one, yeah, exactly. Right. There was one where they were optioning him, and he you know they made a choice based on what they thought he was going to do, and he still made the play. And that, that's the tough thing to do. It's a really tough thing to do, especially when they hand off and then you've got to crash down and make the play. I thought he did a really good job of that. So those are the two guys that really stood out to me. The linebackers as a whole, I thought played well too. Did you watch the film thinking I'm going to probably not be as high on DJ Brown as I was live? Yeah. And then not change your opinion at all. Like he actually did play really well. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. And that's my bias, right? Because of what we've seen from DJ in the past and my frustration of, of how he's played in the past. Sure. I generally broke broke down the film thinking he's not going to be as good as I thought. Like I was in the emotion of the win and he made a couple big plays, but when you really break down the the play by play, he he probably was going to be as good as, as I thought he was live. And I was like, nope, he was. He was as good as I thought. Yeah. He was as good as I thought. So yeah, those those are my takeaways, Vince, from the Notre Dame defense. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into the offense because th- this was fun because I was actually some of my my biggest criticisms yesterday were for the offense and Jared Parker. Not that I was critical, like like oh my gosh, this is Joe Jared Parker first time against a good defensive coordinator. He got owned. No, I, there was things we he did that he that I liked, and things he did that I didn't like. Things that I've changed my opinion on. Some things I have definitely not changed my opinion sure. on, like that third and two, you know, slow down duo run on third, third two and long, and fourteen personnel. I, I hated that call. Like if you're going to go fourteen personnel there, I was like waiting on them to throw something. Yes, like the play that they did to Davis Sherwood later. I would have loved to have seen that. Yes. Because everybody you know, in the stadium knew you were going to try to run it. And third and two, like right. two yards is a lot of yards. <laughs> You're Notre Dame. Everybody you breaking. should be able to get a better push than that. Sure. But my whole thing was is I didn't like the play call. They basically kind of pulled a guard, and then NC State just filled that hole with two yeah. guys and blew it up. Yeah. If you're going to run out of that formation and you're going to put that on the shoulders of your offensive line, run duo. Run inside zone. Let them just come off and push. So even if you're going to run there because you're like, hey, listen, we're Notre Dame. This is who we are. And we got to be able to get these two yards here. Cool. Cool. I understand that. 
I would have liked to have seen that plat pass. We talked about that. It is what it is. But if you're going to run there, you've got to do something against a team that's attacking that much. Yeah. That's shooting gaps. That's like, you know, putting that many guys in the box. You have to be willing to say, okay, we have to be able to go out there and say, hey, we, we can't run that play. We yeah. have to run yeah. inside zone. We have to wedge. We have to do, right. run duo. We have to do something more of a goal line type of play where we're, we're, we're guaranteed to be able to secure gaps against an overload type of look and they didn't they didn't do that to me yeah. so i i would have run duo i would have run inside zone i would have run wedge i would have done something like that as opposed to just lining up and you know running a, yeah. a play that had a pull i didn't like that there, yeah that there was were, my there that were, was my biggest beef yeah there were there were a couple of instances where i want to say it was after the rain delay in the second quarter uh where they ran into some really loaded boxes that I didn't like. Like there, there was one and I counted eight guys in the box and I think Notre Dame was in an 11 personnel situation, but they were all bunched. And so the receivers were all bunched in. And so they just brought everybody in the box and they still ran the ball. Like I would have liked to see some play action there, you know, but again, I think they were setting up NC state to a degree. And so I don't necessarily have a huge problem with it, but I didn't like, running into that loaded of a box just because of the way NC state was playing. They're like, not only was it a loaded box, but they were coming downhill right now, which is why I would have liked a play action there because I think you could use their aggression against them and, and which eventually they did do. So I don't want to give him, I don't want to be knocking him completely because I think they were using it to set up. But in the moment, it was like, man, are we really going to run into eight hats here? Like, that's what we want to do. You know, I know Notre Dame's good at running the ball, but it seems like a wasted down. But I think eventually it, it paid off. So that was my only sticking point there with, with some Agreed. of the calls. Yeah. There, were, there were several things about the play calling in the game that I didn't like when I watched it live. I thought Notre Dame was too, de- too dependent upon the 12 personnel – the 13 personnel, the downhill running. I just, I thought they were too committed to that. Like overly, I shouldn't say too committed, overly committed to that. And my frustration watching it live, and I still have a little bit of this. Sure. Is I wanted to see them mix things up a little bit with some 11 personnel. I would have loved to have seen some things where you maybe did a little bit more out of that 21 personnel look where they ran it, I think, like once, or tw- they ran it twice. Once they ran an inside zone, and Jadarian Price rips off like a seven to nine-yard run, something like that. And then the second time they ran it, they ran it a, a wheel route to Jeremiah Love, which if Sam Hartman sticks with his read, we'll get to that, it's a touchdown. And and it didn't, I'm not hurting them because they scored on that drive anyway. But I would have liked to see more of that. I would like to see them try to get more committed to their 11 personnel runs, which I thought they were – they just hardly did anything run game wise out of 11 personnel. They were yeah. way too pass heavy in 11 personnel, which I, I didn't like. And and try to get NC State out of the box, put NC State in some binds, and they didn't do that. But here, here's what I, as I was able to study it and break the game down, here's, and I just saw Andrew Gilmore said NC State ran a couple of jet sweeps. I would love to see that with Tyree or Love. A- agree with you. Agree with you. Like I would love to see some of that stuff. But here's what I think we were seeing, Vince. What did we say before the game about NC State? This is a really good run defense. Mm-hmm. And everybody talked about how, well, you know, I mean, UConn and average 6.2 yards per carry. And if UConn and average 6.2 yards per carry, then, 
you know, my whole point was, guys, they're not going to go out there and just go for six yards a pop against this defense. It's too good of a defense. And the point that I made was you you take that 71-yard gain out of there, and it's a different ball game, right? But what I think Notre Dame was doing is exactly kind of how the game played out, which we'll, we'll talk about in the keys to victory. But I think they were hammering it and hammering it and hammering it for two reasons. One, because if you if you block it, it's gone. And there were three times that Notre Dame ran into a heavy box that they blocked it up perfectly. One went for 80 yards. And I want to break that play down and kind of show you uh, it, it was it was the overload formation. Sure. And, and and so I want to kind of I want to talk about that, Vince, which was going to be a key while talking about Jared Parker's game plan because it ties together. Yeah. Because this play isn't as effective if you're not doing it's got to be something you're totally committed to. And the overload formation that, that Vince and I talked about, because we did we talked about it last night. But what I loved about it, Vince, was th- just overall, this is what Notre Dame was committed to. And as you can see from this particular clip, and I'm going to show the tight clip uh, here in a second as well, and you'll get a sense of, of kind of what I'm talking about when we, when we break it down here. But what we saw from the game, Vince, is this was a look that we that we had. So actually, let me let me find this look real quick. Let me give the other the other look so you guys can get a sense should, of it. I want to make sure me. we explain what the overload yeah. look is too. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the other clip actually okay. before we go here. So just give me one second. I'm gonna take this one down and then and I'm gonna show you the, the tight copy and you'll get a better sense of it. So just give me one sec, Vince. Because this will this will make this will make more sense. So let's show this look right here. So share the screen here. Boom! This is it right here. So here's the alignment. So go. you can see right here uh, in the center. You see number fifty-two Zeke Carell. He's still the center. Okay. So this looks like we see all the time. Vince tight end to the right, right three to the right, two to the left. This is a normal looking formation. But you notice something different. Mm-hmm. Look left. Look from if you're looking at the screen. Look right to left. The guy lined up at left tackle is Mitchell Evans. Then Rocco Spindler. Then Zeke Carell. Or excuse me, I have that wrong. That's yeah. number fifty to the left is actually should be seventy eight. That's Pat Coogan. Yeah. Then it's Zeke Carell. Then it's Rocco Spindler number fifty. Then it's Blake Fisher fifty four. And then it's it's Joe Walt number seventy six. This was that overload that we we're talking about. And then they had twins to that side as well, which you can see from. The other screen that I was showing to you. So that gives you a, a chance to see that from that look, Vince. Mm-hmm. And then now let's look at it from the far the far back view. This is that same play from the wide copy. So you see the alignment down and then you see the twins over. So this is the overload. So it, it's not overload. It, it, I, I keep using the word overload. It wasn't really an overload. It was an over. It was it's, twi- over. it's twins right over, which means yeah. you're you're. And now a lot of teams will run over. They'll put their tight end over to the twin side. So it gives you an extra kind of hat to that side. And then Notre Dame ran power out of this all but once. The one time they they ran something out of this, it was um, they ran an inside zone out of this, and then they ran a, a, a counter heavy out of it. But the rest of it was this power play. Oh, Vince, it was old school power, man. Yeah. The, the fullback here, number 38, is the kick out. Mm-hmm. You've got down block, down block, down block, down block, pull, and so the reds are the perimeter blockers and the edge blockers, and then the yellows are the guys that are blocking down. 
and it's old school power o dude and old school power o this and was the first time that they ran it to my knowledge as i was watching it back out of this look yes and, no and look, th- th- this is not the first time they ran it i believe was earlier in the game to jerry oh, price okay i believe i believe it, it feels to me that nc state did not adjust no to this formation because this is still the, early can you, this is can coming you out of the break up, i'm pulling yeah. up the tight copy Okay. I'm going to pull up the tight copy. Perfect. Because you notice they're lined up as if Joe Alt is the tight end here. Yep. Right? They did not adjust to this. And Notre Dame in the box had to be licking their chops when they come out and they see that this is how NC State is lined up. They know that if they run power to the right side behind two potential All-America tackles, like this thing's going to go for some yards. Now, I don't know that they thought it was going to go for 80, but – they lined up in, improperly against this formation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. They had shown some looks, Vince, earlier in the game where they had shown some, some looks similar to this, even though they didn't line up that way. I'm going to pull this up again as well to this angle. But what you can see here is NC State is still loading the box. Mm-hmm. There's nine guys basically in the box on this particular play. And, and the whole thing that, 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 that this is what it kind of comes down to about where I think Jared Parker was coming from and why he kept kind of, you know, the notion of you keep, you know, pounding a square peg in a round hole. And that was kind of my takeaway from the game. But really what I, what I believe it came down to Vince was more about just patience Sometimes a play caller has to be patient. It's not working. Aldrich estimates first three carries went for zero yards against loaded boxes just like that. But what I believe Jared Parker was trying to do, Vince, is he was basically saying, hey, listen, 
this is NC State. Do you guys watch them play defense? They give up 110 rushing yards per year per game last year. And then the only time that they really got gashed is when they were getting gashed by running quarterbacks. We don't have that. None of our guys are that guy. So we got to do something different. And basically what he said was, is they're going to get theirs, but we're going to have plays where we block this thing up. And when we do, it's going to go. And this play that we're drawing up here, as you can see, down block, down block, down block, looking at it left to right, down. It's basically a power as Vince as you're securing call side. So the call side was to the right of the offensive line. So it's from y'all looking at it, the left, that's call side. So you're basically running, the offense is running power right. We're looking at it from the defensive standpoint. So it'd be power left. It's secure your inside gap, secure your inside gap, secure your inside gap. So it's not really technically a quote unquote down block. You're securing your inside gap. And it, in, you're executing a down block, but your responsibility is secure your inside gap, secure your inside gap, secure your inside gap. Mitchell Evans has to hinge and he has what you call a hinge block, right? So he's going to step inside and help secure the B gap. And if nobody comes, then he hinges back out. Here, the guy over him crashed hard and he has to, because his him and Zeke Carell are kind of coming, coming together to protect the hole that is vacated by... Pat Coogan pulling on this particular play. And so that's what his assignment is. And then you've got a kick out from the fullback, which is Davis Sherwood. And then you have a pull, a wrap pull by the backside guard. And the way that NC State is lined up is if you can get a hat on a hat, <laughs> this sucker can go. And it did. And it did. And there were three times where they basically did that. This time, and then they ran a play away from – the, the three, I believe. I'm going to have to go look at that Jadarian Price play again, Vince. But they ran a play. See if I can pull it up here. They ran a play to Jadarian Price, and, and, I, and I may be incorrect on this, Vince, about that being also this, this play. But the point of this whole thing is, Vince, Garrett, Jared Parker, in my opinion, kept saying we need to have patience with our run game because we're going to have zeros. We're going to have ones. We're going to have twos. We're going to have a couple negatives. They actually didn't have a ton of negative runs. Their negatives were in the pass game. But we're going to have some zeros. We're going to have a lot of twos. We're going to have some ones, some threes. But we've got to stick to it because we're going to have a chance to gash them, which is exactly what UConn did, right? And so, yeah, the the, the play that I was thinking to, to Jadarian Price, yeah, that was the first – no, the first run to Jadarian Price, Vince – was not out of this look. This was out of a 13 – it was out of a 13-personnel look, okay. but it wasn't this look. But it was another play where they had – I'm looking at it now. They had nine guys in the box, and Notre Dame blocked it up perfectly. It was one of four plays that they really blocked up well the whole game. That's it. Hmm. But Janarian Price, if Janarian Price has the ball in his outside arm, he's a stiff arm away from taking it to the house. You know what's what I'm talking about early in the game? And then yep, on the very sure next do. play, I believe he catches a pass – and go or no the, the previous play he had caught a pass on the previous play so it's right after the swing pass where he catches that ball and then makes Peyton Wilson miss in space which made that play even more impressive that he was able to make Peyton Wilson miss like that and pick up the first down but then the very next play they went back to that and that was another example it wasn't the over the overlook the or the overload look but it was another example of we're going to keep at it keep at it keep at it keep at it because eventually we're going to hit a couple and and that's basically what it came down to, Vince. And and that level of patience for me is is something I don't know that I would have had. The very next play, Vince, after the run to Jaren Price, th this is why I think I got him confused. The very next play, they went over 
That was okay. the first time we saw it was the very next play. They did that overplay. So they had Joe Walt to the right, and that was the play where they ran uh, Jeremiah Love on the jet sweep and ran inside zone, and it worked perfectly because Jeremiah or Janarian Price made a great read on the inside zone. Like the front side was completely pushed back. It was poorly blocked. But NC State crashed inside of it. Jadarian read it. Joe Ald had a great backside seal block, and Jadarian bounced that, cut that sucker back, gained like nine, like a, I think that was a nine or nine yard gain. And that was the first time they did it. The second time they did it was the 80 yard touchdown. And that was when they ran gotcha. power. Gotcha. So the first time they ran it, they actually ran away from the overside. Joe Walt was backside. They cut back to Joe Walt. The next time they ran it, which wasn't too many plays later, a couple series later, the next time they ran it was when they went for 80. And then they also ran it again on the series that Holden Stace scored a touchdown. They went Stace 28 yards, overload power for, so, was, was it third, eight or that nine? Was quarter. That was third quarter, right? Uh, yes, because it was 17 yeah. 7 at halftime. It was the touchdown yep. that made him go up 24 to 10. Yes. Okay. So it was Stace seeing overload okay. power, Stace on the play action. But what was the play that came after the play action or before the play action? They went overload. They went overload and ran the power, right, for a really good game. And then what did they do on the very next play? They ran that play action out of heavy personnel for a big play. And to me, Vince, that's what the game plan was. It's yeah. not going to be sexy. People are going to people like Driscoll are going to get on their their shows afterwards and complain about how the play calling <laughs> lacked creativity and 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 all those type of things. And you know, man, there's just a lot of negatives, and we didn't do this, we didn't do that. But you know what? I'm looking at it now. That they ran that same power, they ran overload. They're at the 48 yard line. So if you guys want to watch this at home, it's the series in the third quarter that they went up 24 seven. They're on the they're in left middle of the hash mark. They're in they're in uh, 13 personnel, no 12 personnel. They got the twins overlook. All to the right. They run that power look again. They block it up pretty well, except this time a guy, uh, the backside safety, doesn't crash as hard, and he scrapes over top. Yeah. But if it's he doesn't scrape yards, over top, eight yards. Yeah, yeah. Vince, if he doesn't scrape over the top, Aldrich might have gone again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then what do they do the very next play? Right. So it's it's we're hammering you, we're hammering you, we're hammering you, hammering you. So what do they do the very next play? They go they go thirteen personnel again. They motion Holden Stace over, and they run a play action from under center, and they basically run smash slide. So they, yep. it's a smash read, but it's with the slide. NC State crashes hard inside. They get Holden Stace wide open, 40-yard touchdown. They, right. yeah, they, they took advantage of NC State's aggressiveness based on what they were doing right. in the run game. Because right. when, you, when you look at that play, everybody's coming – everybody's crashing down right. immediately. Right. That's their first reaction is to crash down. Right. And and that's why Holden Stays is able to because they, they crashed there. off both edges because that's what they were Correct. doing in this game. They were bringing heavy pressures. They were overloading the box because they were basically saying we're going to have more guys in the box and you can block. Yep. Right. And yep. so all it, it's not a, a sexy play. You know, it's not a play where Sam Hartman comes back and you're thinking, oh my god, did you see the did you see the the route that 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 Jared Parker drew up? Kind of like he did two plays later. Like I loved that play call two plays later. Yeah, you know where they they have motion. They they had Howard uh, hold stays motion across. He runs a post snap switch. I love post snap switches. You know that. I especially love them when you're doing it with two and three out of a three right. a three receiver side. And one ran his route in, but they ran the Tobias ran an in cut. They brought Holden right off of him up the seam. 
They ran it three times in this game. Once NC State covered it well, once it went for 28 yards, and the other time uh, Mitchell Evans dropped it. I mean, it was open twice. Yes. Yeah. He that was, ooh, that's dropped, like, yeah. that's that, that's that thing that, that people talk about. Ooh, like, wow, what a great play design. Jared Parker's really smart. Yeah. The, the one that they ran later, that doesn't, everybody, he ran a play that literally everyone in college football runs. Right. Right. It's the thing, oh, spider two, why, but it's, it's <laughs> smash, right. right? It's smash concept, same read as smash. You're running it with a free release. Everybody, no one's looking at Jared Parker saying, oh, what a what a smart guy by running that play that everybody else runs. What was smart about it is the way that they set it up with the entire game plan. Now, the entire game plan wasn't geared towards that play, but those type of plays came free because they were committed to this is what we're going to do. Right. Because we are bigger than them. We are going to hammer them. We're going to control the line of scrimmage as best we can. And when we block, get a body on a body, it's going to go because they have no one on the third, second and third level. It's Everybody's up. Yep. And then when NC State started crashing hard, they run that. Sam Hartman makes one of the easiest touchdown passes of his life. Holden Stays makes great play. Yep. When I watch it again, Vince, I'll say again, wasn't sexy. Right. But you know what it was? It was effective. It was very effective because they got what they needed to do, which is we're not going to gash NC State for seven yards, eight yards, five yards, 12 yards, 30 yards. We're going to go two, one, three, 11, two, minus one, four, 80. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. But not if we're not committed to it, because if we don't stick to this, we're just not going to have enough volume to potentially pop one. Right. And and I thought that was that was why when so when I break the game down, man, I came away not feeling great about Jared Parker's game plan. And I thought to myself after watching it, this is exactly why we do upon further review. Right. Exactly. Yep. Because yep. when you break it down, dude, you're like, man, this was a much better game plan than I thought. Yeah, exactly. I I, I have, you know, I like what Jared Parker's been doing. I really do. I think he's he is throwing a lot of stuff at other teams and what I really like about it what I really like so far is that he's setting stuff up I don't think we've seen a lot of that some of it because I mean that that's what play not to this do, degree but not to this degree exactly and it, it, it all it all worked together Vince yeah, yeah. yep exactly. sorry for cutting you off I'm just fired no, no, no. I'm sorry but you're exactly ahead. right we haven't seen that though I mean, there were there were times when 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 the previous offensive coordinators would do that and, and things of that I, nature. Two two pre two offensive coordinators ago, I thought did a good job of that. I was getting ready to say that you're talking about Chip, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, I thought Chip I was am. pretty good about that. Yeah, yes, I am, and uh, we haven't seen it recently as much as I would like, but I think we saw it yesterday, and it gives me excitement about what the big game game plans are going to be and how those are going to look. You know what I mean? And so, you know, everything's in front of Notre Dame, obviously. There's a lot of football yet to be played. But up to this point, you know, I like what I saw from the offense. I really yeah. do, you know. Schematic, we're talking schematic. schematically. There, that's there's, what I'm a, talking about. there's a lot of stuff to clean up. Vince, another oh, yeah. part of what worked in this game were some of the big pass plays. Some of them, they were a little fortunate, honestly. Um, I, I, Tobias made a great play on that end cut to get open and the safety tried to make a plan and he missed and Tobias did a great job of playing through the catch point and running. 
I've heard, I've seen people say, oh, Tobias got caught from behind by Peyton Wilson. Number one, Peyton Wilson's really freaking fast. But if you go watch that play again, Peyton Wilson was coming from behind Tobias. When Tobias lands, Peyton Wilson was already in a dead sprint. Yeah. And so that's kind of, to me, that's why he was able to catch him from behind. He didn't catch Chris Tyree from behind. If you go back and watch that play again, Chris Tyree stopped he, running. Because right, because there was two guys in front of right. him. He never gained a step on Chris Tyree. Yeah. Now it was it was yeah. what was impressive, Vince, is that Chris Tyree He's, never pulled away from him. He stayed with him. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, he like, was never gonna come close to catching Chris Tyree was, on that one. He was stride for stride. Like he, he it was this, but then Chris Tyree had to stop to kind of juke or you know, try yeah. to make a move on those two guys that you know yeah. were were gonna make the play because they took a good angle, and yeah. that's when Wilson caught up. Now, yeah, I will say this upon further review. I thought Wilson played a pretty darn good game. Just saying, Who? like Wilson, he, he was I, a I, dude. I, I, he, he played a he was really a freaking good game, dude. Man. Yeah, I he was. Not, a I'm dude. not usually watching the other team, but like he was everywhere in this game. You, you know what else I thought, Vince? I I when I broke it down, because again, watching through the all twenty-two, there were some pass plays that I would have told you before the game were going to come open. But NC State had some really nice coverage wrinkles for some of Notre Dame's stuff. They did a really nice. And the other thing is their safeties did a great job of when they saw Notre Dame's crossers and ends driving from the backside and taking that stuff away. I, I thought – because look, sometimes stuff doesn't work because the other guy on the other side of the ball yeah. did a great job game planning for you as well. Yep. And I and, and that, that also adds to what made Jared Parker's patience important because it wasn't working early. And to come out of the break and say, we're going to go right at them, not design some play to try to spring somebody loose to throw the ball. They took some shots down the field. There were more chances to, 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 for me to, to make plays. Two, two chances to me to make big plays. For example, the flea flicker. Tobias is open. I mean, he had just run by a dude. He was already he was like two, three steps by when Sam Harden started to run. Rocco Spindler just whiffed on this guy. No, completely And, and yeah. um, there was a play early. That the first sack, I, I thought there was a guy that was going to come open on a stop route, I think is what it was. But Rocco and Blake Fisher just both whiffed. I mean, they just both got beat outside, just outside run rush lanes, and they both got to Sam Hartman. Yep. That was one of the disappointing things. I, I thought the issue, somebody asked what the issue was the offensive line. I just felt like the right side of the line wasn't moving their feet and the left guard wasn't moving his feet. And the yeah, other part was, of it is the NC State guys were playing really quick off the ball. They were. They 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 were selling out to come to come get Sam Hartman. There's no doubt about it. But there there was one play, and I can't exactly remember which one it was, but it, it felt like Rocco was just standing there, standing still, and the guy yeah. just went right around him. It's yeah. like I, I I think the young guards were a little bit overwhelmed by some of the twists and things that, that sure. NC State was throwing at them. To be honest with you, it was an it was an inexperienced thing. They just didn't react quite as quickly as enough. Yeah. And some of the other stuff too, like the 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 play where. It was after Tobias's 45-yard gain. To me, that was a great defensive play call. It, it was. It, it, it was just one of those things where they ran a twist. Notre Dame ran an empty. Because remember, we talked about how Notre Dame's running a lot of empty. When they saw Jabron Payne go on a slide, the, the guy triggered. And they had someone in the like in the flat to take care of him, and the linebacker triggered. There's nobody to block him. Yeah. And and Notre Dame's crossing routes didn't get there quick enough. That was a great play call by the defense, in my opinion. So they had some stuff there where I was like, you know, I really like what Notre Dame's trying to do, but they're also bringing some people like nobody can block that guy. They're not – a because they were sliding away, and it was a, just a good scouting. 
by NC State, yeah. hey, chalk one up to the defense. There was some of that stuff as well. But I also sure. think the offensive line not playing sharp played into played into that factor as well. That was my big thing is I thought the offensive line played a lot harder coming out of the break. Yeah, I still don't think they were moving their feet well enough. They were better, but they still weren't good enough coming out of the break, in my opinion. Well, and I will and I will also say this, and it's one of the things that I wrote down, especially prior to the weather delay. NC State was throwing the kitchen sink at Notre Dame, specifically to the I mean to the offensive line, and 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 they didn't handle it very well, specifically on the right side. They didn't handle it very well. I mean, it was the kitchen sink, man. Like they were sending too many hats to 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 block, or they were twisting, or they were stunting. They were throwing everything at Notre Dame. Now, eventually, Sam Hartman made them pay for some of that, and then they had to back off a little bit to try to you know to do a better job. But man, early on. I didn't like the way Notre Dame responded up front to the kitchen sink. But yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to NC State. It, They're like, yeah. go ahead, stop us. We're coming. We're coming. It, and it, it wasn't just Sam Hartman that made him pay. This goes back to what we were just talking about with Jared Parker making him play, Vince, because here's right. an example. This is the touchdown pass to Holden Stace. You guys see that? Vince, is that up there? Mm -hmm. You yep. guys, I, I purposely did not screenshot very wide. 11 guys in the box, 11, right. right? To your point, Vince, and, and out of that look, they were blitzing off the off the field side. They were coming off the the short side. And so what does Notre Dame do? They ran a – they ran that, you know, spider two Y banana smash <laughs> away from it, right? Because the NC State's coming off the edge and it just came wide open. So, yeah. It was, and then Sam Hartman made a patient throw. Like let he he didn't rush the throw to Holden like he did earlier when he missed right. Holden on that. Right. Because if he makes that throw earlier, there's nobody behind Holden. Yeah, it's a touchdown. Like it's nobody. A touchdown. I, yep. It's it, well. I think those safeties would have come over. It's a twenty plus yard gain. It's but on this particular game. play, Vince, there's no one to block him. I mean, to stop him. I mean, you, you had a guy that tried to push him out of bounds, but if that guy can't make the play, there's nobody else there because right. look how they were. So this is the stuff that we saw from Coach Parker. That again, it wasn't sexy. Kind of got honestly, it was a little frustrating at times. But when you break it down, you're like, dude, this makes total sense. Right. The, the, uh, and the, the patience is what this, this doesn't work, Vince, for a touchdown if he's not patient with it throughout the game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And can you can you throw that back up? Do you have that available to throw back up there real quick? Yeah. Thank you. Sir. I just want to. I want to. My, my dad's coming to the rescue here real quick because I forgot to plug in my computer. Oh. <laughs> so he's back here doing some engineering here behind the scenes. Yeah, so thank I you, love sir. It. Yeah, I love it. You, this one, Vince. You talking about this one? Thanks, Dad. The one you just had up. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So, I Oops. put it away. That's accidentally right. hit the X. Accidentally deleted it, Vince. Let me get that sucker back. Oh, okay. Didn't delete it. I exited out of the screen. Yep. No. Nope, so let I me bring you. that bad boy up. Okay. So I know you guys can't see my cursor, so that's not going to help. But if you're looking at this play, the bottom part of the screen. Okay. You've got the guy in the two point stance. You've got the linebacker behind him, And then you've got the two guys that are stacked on top of each other. One's a linebacker. One's a safety. Okay. Those four guys are why this play worked because when this ball was snapped, those four guys all took one plus steps forward towards the line of scrimmage because this formation had shown that Notre Dame was going to run the ball. Sam Hartman's under center. He's got two backs behind him. Like they thought this was a running play. And so they all come forward. Meanwhile, Holden stays comes out. Like he's going to hit a kickout block on the last mine on the line of scrimmage down there in a two point stance. And he just runs right by him. Mm -hmm. And that's why this play works because 
everybody on NC State side, specifically, that's a hard word, specifically, uh, on the bottom, all take a step forward. And when Holden Stays is going the opposite direction of you, you're going to have a hard time coming back and catching up to them. Yeah. And that's why it was wide open. Well, the other thing that worked too, Vince, is this is an under center play. I, I NC yeah. State did a really good job uh, being all over the play actions out of shotgun. Yeah. Sam Hartman did not do a very good job of selling the shotgun play actions. The pass pros at a shotgun just were, were tells. I mean, NC State was they're they're showing run action out of it, and and NC State's dropping linebackers. This particular play worked because again, it's an under center look. Yeah. And I believe they did it again. I, I believe the touchdown to Davis Sherwood. Which, by the way, I said something yesterday that, upon further review, we need to correct. I said yesterday that none of the bad calls went against Notre or worked in Notre Dame's favor. One did the touchdown pass to Davis Sherwood. They didn't have enough guys in the line of scrimmage. They only had oh, six really? guys in the line of scrimmage. Yeah, oh, you had whoops. to. You had, they were in an overlook. I believe it was actually the overlook with with. Uh, I have to go back and look at it again, but I believe it was the overlook um, that they had. But Holden Stace was supposed to be on the line of scrimmage. You could tell he wasn't sure what he was what he was doing. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, they only had six guys in the line of scrimmage, Whoops. so they caught a little bit of a break there. But that's the only one. So that's the only time. Yeah. But yeah, hey, we'll take it. We'll take exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> There's many others that worked against them, but yeah, you could see it. Actually, I'm, I'm going to take a screenshot of it of that particular play. Oh, okay. It was nice. not the overlook. It was it was basically just like a. It was like a, a heavy was, they formation. They were 13 yeah. personnel, right? And it was heavy, yeah, they yeah. were 13 personnel. I'm going to pull that one up again. And it was yes, it was under center, but that particular play, Notre Dame got got away with a little bit of that one there. So I'm, and if you go back and watch the play, it, it, Holden Stace is like looking around, like what am I supposed to do? You know, it's like he he wasn't <laughs> sure where he was supposed to go. You could tell it. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, he ended up, you know, obviously ended up the end officials didn't see it. So you can see it right here, Vince. So you got the six linemen, right? Yep. You got Sam Hartman seven, and then you got four guys in the backfield. So yep. can't have five. Yep. So yeah, they needed somebody on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he needed to be up on the on the line yeah. next hold, to uh, hold it, Joe, Yeah, he Joe exactly. Hart. Joe, Joe Walt. Wow. <laughs> so they did catch a little bit of a break on that one. Yeah. They so sure did. Clean that up a little bit. But that's it. That's the only other one. But okay. again, Vince, I just I, I liked what I saw there. Offensive line play. This is the second game in a row. I, yeah. I felt they struggled with quickness. That's a concern for me. I, inside. I got a yellow flag on it. Like I got it. You know, it's not a red yeah. flag, but it's a yellow flag. Like I, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. It's like that kind of a thing for me. You know, yeah. you you have an opportunity next week against Central Michigan to kind of get some things corrected on the offensive line. But I'll tell you, man, it need I need to see a better performance to think that this offensive line can be yeah, very good to elite, which is what yeah. they're going to need to be if Notre Dame's going to win a national championship. I mean, that's the D line they're facing next week yeah. and the, or excuse me, the D line they're weeks. facing in two weeks. And then the yeah. defensive line they're facing in three weeks against right. Duke are both better than NC state. Now the right. linebackers are not because nobody on the schedule with all due respect to Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter and Tommy Eichenberg, and all the linebackers are going to play. They are not going to face a freak like Peyton Wilson again this Peyton year. Peyton Wilson is a dude. Hey, like, if he he looked like a portal, six foot four, two hundred and forty pound version of Jeremiah Wusukor Mo in this game. Seriously, if, if, yeah. If he jumped into the portal, he's making multi million dollars someplace. Like that—that's yeah. how good he is defensively. If he, I, it, well, the, the only issue he's going to have with the draft, Vince, is uh, the injury history. 
Oh, does he have one? Okay. I don't don't know. It's the first time I've seen him. He is a freak. All over the field. A freak. If if you take him off that defense, there's stuff that's working better. Yes. I mean, that's that's, because as we say, sometimes you just got to – and NC, I, I promise you, NC State's coaches are just like, dude. There's nothing we can do about that. There's, there's nothing we can do to to stop number eight from reading that screen and just running past all our linemen who weren't athletic enough to block him and blow up a tunnel screen. There's nothing we can do about that. Right. There's nothing we can do with the fact that none of our guys have any chance of beating number twenty on any type of vertical route. Nothing. No. No chance. Right. And the only time we did beat a corner on a deep ball that required a perfect route and a perfect ball that you just can't replicate that frequently on that type of throw. So, you know, th- those are, those are things that Vince that you look at and say, you know, look, they got some stuff to clean up. The offensive oh, yeah. line is is this the athleticism hurting them again concerns me against NC, NC State. Uh, Sam Hartman's numbers look great. He was not sharp in this game and I think part of it was the play of the line. Uh, the fact that the line was letting him get hit so often early that it forced him to speed up his process. Sure. And that forced him to, that caused him to miss some oppor- some, some routes that maybe could have come open if he could have just waited just a split second and he couldn't, or, or even when he maybe could have, I think his process was already sped up and he just was going to go away from it. When he was given time, they ripped him up. Yep. The Tobias throw, the seam throw to hold stays. I mean, when they the, they were able to give him time, I thought he did really well. But overall, uh, the, the line's got to play better. They got to play yeah. better, and the receivers got to play better. When I went back and watched the film, Vince, I was very disappointed in the play of, of the receivers as a whole. I I did not like their sense of urgency coming off the ball as route runners. Very deliberate, not the same. Uh, just just not coming off with the kind of speed to stress the defense. I thought Tobias was probably the best in that regard. They're, they're, the way that they used their hands or didn't to get off downfield presses, because we've talked all week about how NC State doesn't do a lot of press, and they didn't in this game. But what they do is they sit off the ball, and then they kind of wait on you, and then they hammer you and get in your chest. Like there was one play where Jaden Thomas is coming vertically on the outside, and he tries to make a move, but he exposes his ribs – as he's making the move, he goes like this, and the corner just drills him right in yep. the chest and knocks him way off course. And and you're like, bro, you're 6'2", 225. You can't be getting rerouted like that. You right. need to be doing that to him. Uh, I expected to see Chris Tyree have that happen a couple times. Right? And, and he's got to do a better job of that. And, oh, and there was another play, too, where they were running a play out of a bunch where Chris Tyree was running a, a go – and the guy just grabs him. Chris Harris takes up and the guy just grabs him. And I'm like, if they, if that guy doesn't grab him and pull him down, basically, no call, no call. Of course, Tyree runs runs by him. But there was too much of that stuff in this game, Vince. Not enough urgency. Not enough coming on. Like the mesh stuff, they were so slow. And it's not that they are slow; it's right. they were going slow. There was no urgency, right? Like when I was the receivers coach. I told my guys, with with the exception of certain like you know short routes, man, when you're running any kind of vertical stem, you are selling the go. Make him think you're running a go by him, because you got to eat up the cushion as quickly as possible, and and you shouldn't be making any kind of breaks until you've till you've got that guy out of his out of his pedal. And and 
they just weren't they weren't playing with the urgency. That's why I'm saying urgency and not speed. Because if I say speed, people are, oh, just go saying the receiver don't pass. No, yeah, right. it's they're not playing with the urgency, and that's something that disappointed me in this game. There were it was they were way too methodical with how they were going about their routes, and that kept them from from being able to get open a few times where I thought conceptually stuff was going to be there. A couple of those pressures, like that crossing route's about to come. But one time, like Rico Flores running across, I was like, okay, do I go under? Do I go over? There was just no, dude, just go. Yeah. Right. If this is, if we're talking about like Devontae Smith, if we're talking about like, um, you know, Marvin Harrison, if we're talking, or I should be better example, like Chris Olave, if we're talking, you know, yes, those guys are fast, but they go. And so they fly to their routes. And there's, there's, it's, it's, it's there's urgency. And that allows a quarterback to kind of, I'm going to float this sucker out there and let him run underneath it on this crossing route but th- the fact that they didn't do that I thought held the offense back a little bit so I was disappointed overall in the play of the wide receivers they made it you know, made a couple of plays in the game but you know Jaden Thomas has got to come down with that deep ball and he was rock solid the first two games everybody's gonna have bad games this isn't yep. crushing Jaden Thomas he just he, he didn't play well in the past game but I'll say this if Jaden Thomas doesn't block his butt off on Saturday Holden State or uh, Audrick SMA doesn't go for 80 he goes for 40 yeah right yep that's a fact yep. go watch that play if he's not blocking his butt off downfield audrey gets caught at 40 i've said this before vince w- w- unless you're talking about just like a, a just a, a a crazy burner the difference between a 40 yard gain and an 80 yard gain receiver blocking 100%. nine times out of ten receiver blocking and yep like it's not a coincidence that the receivers have been blocking well this year. It's not a coincidence that now all of a sudden Audric Estime has the two longest runs of his career in the first three games of the year this year. Right. With a line that's not playing as well as last year's line played most of the year. Right? It's the downfield blocking. That's been Absolutely. huge. That's yep. been huge. Yep. Yep. So that's where I'm at, Vince, with yep. the offense and the, the upon further review. Anything else that you kind of saw that you wanted to dive into a little bit? I, I think we kind of covered a lot of good stuff here. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. I think it's time to move on to the next part. Yeah. So before we do, do us a favor, everybody. Do hit hit that like button before we uh, before we move on to the next next part. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, and make sure that you uh have turn that notification bell on. So when we do a show, and like tonight, we had to do a show a little bit later than we anticipated. You'll know. You'll know that we're doing That's it. Right. You'll be able to get it going. <laughs>